And the winner for Best Picture at the 2024 Oscars is Fast X. <laughs> Holy shit! Nathan. Family. Nathan. Familia. Oh my god. Nathan! <gasps> it's not real? What? Fast X didn't win Best Picture? Welcome back to the Real Talk Podcast, episode 71. I'm your host, Nathan, and I'm joined by the man himself, Matthew Nevis, to my left. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And today, on episode 71, we're going to be discussing the Oscar nominations. <sighs> Holy shit. Who got snubbed, all of that. But first, we're going to start with real news. Let's go. Oh, snap. There's a whole lot of real news to cover. There's a shit ton. Oh my gosh. And first we're going to start off with DCU Chapter 1 Revealed. DC, more like these nuts. <laughs> got it! Do we have these nuts guy on the soundboard? No. Oh, we should have got Fuck. this ready. It's on. That's on me. <laughs> when in doubt, play C. <laughs> so yes, DC. DC Chapter 1 Revealed. Um, James Gunn kind of revealed uh, what's going to be coming out first in his new DCU. And, mm -hmm. uh, what do you think, Nev? Do you want to list off some of these titles? And For sure. Um, so the first one that uh, he was talking about the most of was the new Superman film called Superman Legacy. He's got a date for it. He says he's writing it. Most likely will be directing it, uh, amongst other properties as uh, Booster Gold, Swamp Thing, uh, Paradise Lost, The Authority, uh, Green Lantern. He's making Amanda Waller show, uh, Brave and the Bold, which is the Batman movie, and a Supergirl movie, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. That's just to name a few of the IPs that have been announced so far. And Superman Legacy, I wanted to just get the date, is July 11, 2025. That's fucking... See you there. <laughs> I mean, like... 2025 sounds like it's a while, but, but like it's really not. Man. No, and he's not done the script yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know how solid that date is. Yeah, that's true. Uh, um, but how do you feel about seeing, uh, you know, IPs like uh, Green Lantern um, and Supergirl uh, coming back? I like I like that. I'm I'm so glad that they're bringing back Lantern. Me too. I think, that, I think it's called Lanterns, and it's going to be Hal Jordan and John Stewart. I fuck cool. with John Stewart. It's my favorite Lantern. And Ooh. apparently, the way James Gunn put it, it's going to be like True Detective, but in space. Already, I'm sold. You oh, know? hell yeah. Like, just from hearing that, That's I'm like, cool. yeah, let's go for it. Um, that one's good. Uh, Supergirl, honestly, like, I'm interested in that one. I'm, I'm glad that, like, James Gunn kind of blended both taking risks while also, like, trying to get those bigger IPs, like Superman, out. I agree. I think this is the perfect combination of like uh, fan service and knowing what the fans want to see yeah. uh, more of. Because I think I think Green Lantern is due for another great film for sure. Oh, absolutely. When was for the last Green Lantern film we saw? The it was how many years ago? That was like twelve years ago. Twelve years ago, already? yeah. yeah That's how shitty it was. And it was a shift. Film. <laughs> twelve fucking so years. So hopefully they could do right by by Green Lantern for all the Green Lantern fans out there. No, yeah. And uh, I mean, Superman Legacy it sounds exciting. And like you said, he is taking risks with like uh, yeah. some some of these titles here. I think after hearing this, I think I have a little more faith in his direction. I feel like yeah. he's got uh, you know a, a real plan here. 
I mean, the one thing I like about it is, although I, I don't think James Gunn is the greatest filmmaker, mm-hmm. at least a filmmaker is in charge of this, man, instead of like producers. Because yeah. that's, what, that's what fucked over the DCEU, that's, is that it's just producer over producer, and it's... That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. At least we could say a filmmaker's in charge and not like some suits or like some guy sitting around a board meeting. Oh, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? It's Yeah. Or The Rock. Or the <laughs> fucking, I'll take James Gunn over The Rock any day when it comes to film management, man. Oh, my God. And um, also DC News, but not really related to the DCU, outside mm-hmm. of the DCU, the Batman 2. Yes. We got that at a release date, October 3rd, 2025. 2025 is a big year. It is. We're going to get a Superman film and a Batman film within Holy a couple shit. of months of each other. And the Batman 2 is going to be titled The Batman Part 2. Which basically means we're getting the Godfather 2 of Batman films. That's what I got out I of like this. That. I like that. I like that. I mean, why not? Fuck That's it. what I got out of this. I'm, I, we're getting the Godfather 2 of Batman films. Yeah. I believe in Matt Reeves so much. I think he set up this amazing arc for Batman to be this introvert that realizes that he has as much power as Bruce Wayne as he does at, in his suit. Mm-hmm. And kind of comes out of his shell and uses his... Uh, you know, his image and, and likeness for, for good as well. Mm-hmm. I think they set that up so well in the, in the first film. Yeah. How at the end he realizes that he can't keep doing it the way he's doing it. Yeah. And I think we're setting up for this amazing Batman arc, the perfect Batman arc. No, absolutely. That's the one thing that I feel like most people were concerned about with the DCU plans is like, well, what the fuck's happening with Joker 2 and Batman 2? Yeah. And luckily James Gunn had the most clever decision of just calling it Elseworlds. Amen. <laughs> Let these well-made movies keep on going. Hell yeah. Like, so. Matt Reeves clearly had a plan. I'm glad mm-hmm. James Gunn didn't step in. Oh, I, yeah. I'm sure as a filmmaker, he kind of respected that, yeah. too. So, man, I, I just... I can't tell you how much I believe in Matt Reeves and how excited I am for this film. Oh, yeah. The Batman was my favorite film of last year. I'm excited. I'm fucking pumped. Number three. Oh, shit. Let's go. <laughs> this is yours. <laughs> Fast X drops a poster. And the trailer is going to be dropping during the Super Bowl. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. <laughs> That's a lot of money. And it's Vin Diesel holding a cross. And it says, the end of the road begins. I mean, typical Vin Diesel. This, I feel like this is a, a picture that could have been a, a poster for any of the films. How long do you think it <laughs> took to come up with that one? Yeah. The end of the road begins. Well, it's because it's the end, but it's going to begin. What I will say, though, is I've been seeing their, like, rollout for, you know, the lead-up of this trailer. Yeah. And they've been recutting the original film's trailers mm-hmm. and then putting like a fast x advertisement at the end of it because nice. it's like you know how they're saying it's the end of the road yeah so the way they started is like the beginning and then they play like the tokyo <laughs> drift trailer yeah, man. and it gets me so fucking hyped yeah i'm hyped for this movie and i'm ashamed to say that i am because i know i'm gonna be disappointed <laughs> setting myself up for disappointment but uh <laughs> who knows maybe it's good maybe this one man they're doing a good job they're pulling they're pulling at the heartstrings with yeah. with the original uh re-edits and I'm really excited I'm excited too just because you're excited man I I propose live on the podcast so you can't say no okay that we do a live reaction on the ne- on the episode where it comes out yeah, sure. Like, I won't watch it during the Super Bowl, yeah. and we will do a live reaction of the trailer. Same here. When that drops. Yeah. I'm fucking pumped. Number four. Nev, you want to cover this one? Yeah. So, well fitting you put number four for this one. It's yeah. Bad Boys 4. 
uh, is going to be in the works. Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, I mean, they are returning, obviously. And uh, the directors of the third film, not Michael Bay, are going to return to direct this one as well, which I think seems fitting. I mean, they did a great job with yeah. uh, Bad Boys for Life. I mean, they really fumbled the the For Life title. I know, dude. Like, <laughs> wait until the fourth one to say Bad Boys for Life. I have a feeling they did not think they were going to make a fourth. But the third yeah. one, Bad Boys for Life, did really well. It did. But it was a great film. It deserved yeah. to do really well. And as much as I want to say, do we need a Bad Boys 4? Maybe not. No. But the last one was good, so... Sure. That one, like, uh, like my expectations for Bad Boys 3, man, after watching the other two, I'm like, all right, sure, they're back at it again. They're older, sure. And then I watched it. I was like, you know what? It's it's not bad. We're getting a Bad Boys 4. Yeah. We're getting a Rush Hour 4. Damn. So many fucking All these fours. buddy cops are coming back. I kind of like Hills it. Beverly Hills Cop 4. Yeah, Eddie, come Eddie on. Murphy, come on. <laughs> Axel Foley, come back. Eddie Murphy. I just saw Eddie Murphy in that new Netflix movie with Jonah Hill. Yeah, I saw that too. It's good. Yeah. It, I thought it was it was like a it's, funny concept. It's it, yeah. So it's a Netflix movie. It's kind of one of those you watch casually. Yeah. But uh, it's good to see Eddie act in something. I haven't seen him in anything in a I while. Know. I want to see him out there. I want to see him on the big screen. He's a great actor. Same here. Um. Okay. I think that's it for real news. Yeah. It's a good chunk. That was a a very good chunk. <laughs> the transition now let's get into um the oscars good old oscars the nominations have been announced how are you feeling uh it could have been worse they snubbed a lot of fucking movies they did my favorite film of the year extremely dirty which is the batman oh uh, yeah they did the they batman did. so fucking dirty <laughs> that I just cringe at everything because I don't see the Batman. Like uh, I don't know, but let's 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 do a category by category. Absolutely, man. Best picture, we got everything, everywhere, all at once. Yep. Top Gun, Maverick, mm-hmm. Fablemans, mm-hmm. Banshees of how do you say Inisherin? Inisherin. I always yeah. get that one. It's all good. Elvis. Yep. Uh, Tar, Avatar, All Quiet on the Western Front, Women Talking, and yep. Triangle of Sadness. Yep. Where the fuck? Is the Batman? Honestly, yeah, I'm kind of confused. Batman too. doesn't make this this list. You know what surprised me the most is, um, I get it, Avatar, but like, really, best picture for Avatar? I, I that one surprised That's me. That's what I'm because a lot of these films are pretty well made, and it's just kind of like, hmm, too many, too many nominations. There should not be ten fucking movies nominated for best picture. Yeah, it's it should be a sh- it should be like a five li- like a five movie list at max. It used to be. Yeah, I don't know what's I, happening now. Fucking Academy. I don't know. <laughs> so let's oh. do our predictions. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who is gonna win best picture at the Oscars? Um, I want it to be everything, everywhere, all at once, but it's probably gonna be Fablemans. Really. Yeah, Fablemans is a more of an Oscar bait. It is kind of an Oscar movie, huh? Yeah. What do you think? I think it might be Top Gun Maverick. Get the fuck out of here. You <laughs> think Top Gun Maverick is going to win Best Picture? It was just such an undeniable cultural phenomenon. And you you really don't think so? I love it. No, I love the film. But Top Gun Maverick, I would never see winning Best Picture. Maybe, maybe I'm just, you know, I'm voting with my heart. And not thinking about that this is the fucking Oscars. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's always some bullshit. Yeah. So maybe The Fablemans is the most Oscar movie on this list. Yeah. My heart wants to say Top Gun or Everything Everywhere All at Once. Okay. 
Those are good picks. Uh, let's move on to best actor. Oh man. Ooh, we might disagree on this one. Okay, let's find out. Who <laughs> is your get, uh, your pick for best actor, bro? You know it. I've been a fan since day one. Brendan Fraser in The Whale. Brendan Fraser in The Whale. Fucking A. To be fair, I have not seen The Whale. Okay. So, I guess I can't really speak on this, but my pick is certainly Austin Butler in Elvis. I know. Austin (laughs) Butler in Elvis. He plays, like, Elvis at different points of his career. What an amazing breakout role. I know Austin, I mean, he's a... He's a child actor. He's been around, but yeah. I really think that this is his breakout role into like becoming like Robert Pattinson. How he was doing the Twilight shit, right. and he was around, but now he's a real actor. Yeah, I think this is it for Austin Butler, and you're going to be seeing a lot of Austin Butler in the next ten years. Yeah. Uh, number three, we got Colin Farrell. Okay, Colin uh, Farrell. That's a good pick. He was good in that movie, Banshees of Inisherin, and then um, the other two I have not seen the movies yet, either, but I heard that they were both good, especially after, after Sun. Sun. Yeah, I have yeah. not seen those. Bill Knighty and uh, Paul Mescal. Honestly, I'll be. I, I love seeing Brendan Fraser back doing movies. Yeah. So if if it's him or if it's Austin Butler, I'll be very happy. Uh, yeah. I feel like that one they can't really screw up, and they kind of got it right. That's fair. I mean, Austin won the Golden Globe for Best Actor. Yes. So there's always that prediction of like, oh, if you win Golden Globe, you'll win Oscar. Uh-huh. But that's not always the case. So we shall see um, during that time. Best Actress. Okay. I'll be honest. I haven't seen a lot of these films. I, I'll have a hot take for this one. Um, I, I think this is my prediction. I think Anna de Armas for Blonde is going to win Best Actress. Uh huh. Although not a lot of people like the film itself, in my opinion, the two things that that film accomplished really well was her performance and the soundtrack. Right. Everybody praised her performance. I think. Yeah. I think she's definitely deserving to be uh, nominated. I'm not sure if she'll win here. Uh, Like I said, I haven't seen Tar. I haven't seen. uh, Is is it pronounced Tar? Yeah, Tar. Tar, Kate Blanchett. I think. I think Kate might win. That sounds like an Oscar movie. That does. Tar is an Oscar movie. (laughs) Yeah. Shit. I so yeah, I think Kate Blanchett might win, but my pick would be Anna de Armas. Um what about you? Uh I think Kate Blanchett's gonna win. Yeah. Just because yeah. just because of the way like everything I've seen I haven't seen the film, but everything I've seen surrounding the film, it just seems like a movie that's made for the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And I think she's gonna take that. Yeah. I do wanna watch that at some point. Best supporting actor. Ooh. Okay. There's only one answer here. Yeah. <laughs> it's the boy. Yeah. I don't want to mispronounce his name. Uh, uh, Ki Hu Kwan. Ki Hu Kwan, yeah. Ki Hu Kwan. For everything everywhere. His yeah. Golden Globe speech had me crying. Yeah. I was <laughs> I was just scrolling through Twitter. Yeah. I didn't watch the Golden Globes. I, I was scrolling through Twitter, mm-hmm. I see his speech, and then my eyes start leaking. <laughs> I was Yeah. He is so lovable and you can tell he's just so happy to be there. Mm-hmm. And him like thanking Spielberg. And it's, oh man. Yeah. You've seen the, you've I, seen I his saw it. That, that, that choked me up a bit. Um, damn, it made me want to rewatch Everything Everywhere. And like me watching too. it again, it's like the first time I saw it, I was like laughing. I was like, oh, this is great. And then like upon rewatches, I've felt more emotional. 100%. It just gets more emotional for me, man. It is such a rewatchable film. It's the definition yeah. of a rewatchable film. Oh, fuck because yeah. there's so much going on that on the first watch, you're just not going to be able to retain all that information and understand all these like little choices and 
nuances. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's such a rewatchable film. If you've only seen it once, I definitely recommend seeing it again. Yeah. And uh, Kihui Kwan, Ki-Hui please. Kwan. I hope you win. I think so. Um, I, I think so. Have you you seen Banshees? I've seen Banshees. Shout out to Banshees for getting uh, Barry Keegan. Uh, oh, I hope two I, nominations. Did I pronounce his name right? Barry Keegan. Keegan, maybe. Yeah. And then Brendan Gleeson. They were both really good in the film. And then we have Judd Hirsch and Fablemans and Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, which Brian Tyree Henry is a fucking great actor. Loved him in Bullet Train. I have not seen Causeway yet, mm-hmm. but really want to. So I guess we're in a greens there. Kihu Kwan for the win. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Um, best Supporting Actress. Got some good ones here. You think, uh, you think Wakanda Forever is going to take it? Is this Black no. Panther's only nomination here? Uh, is it? I thought VFX. Oh, maybe in VFX. VFX. Yeah. Okay, I think I'm getting yeah. ahead of myself here. Yeah, Yeah. Angela Bassett was, was really good in the film, but I don't know. This one's tough for me. Also, I want to say Best Supporting Actor. Nobody from the fucking Batman? Yeah. Like nobody? No, no. Batman got snubbed. I like, mean, uh, like it could it could have been anybody. It, it could have been uh, uh, the the penguin performance, Colin Farrell. Oh, Colin Farrell. Well, he has banshees. That's why. Right, but he was just so ex. Like it, yeah. I don't know. It's just really discrediting Batman on this. Like. No, yeah, that's fair. Well, for bo- best supporting actress, what do you think? Uh, uh, best supporting actress. Yeah. Uh, man. I- it's tough. Jamie Lee Curtis has such a short role, and I, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. And every time I see Jamie Lee Curtis, I I, I want to say her. She's one of my favorite actresses of all time. Yeah, but she has such a short role in everything all at once. It is a fun role, but uh, mm-hmm. it's it's short. I I don't think she's gonna win that. Um, I'm not sure. Like I said, I haven't seen Banshees, so yeah, this no, one's kind of a hard one for me to pick. I I'll probably say even though Carrie Condon was good in Banshees, fuck I. <laughs> You know what? Yeah, I'm doing Angela Bassett for Black Panther. She she had a good performance in it, mm-hmm. even though the film I I would not watch again because yeah. of how fucking long it was. Uh, good performance at the end of the day. That's true. Best director. Whoa. Big category. Here. This is an interesting one. How do you feel? Because I know that the 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 top two, uh, I mean everything everywhere all at once and the Fablemans. Yeah. Daniel Kwan and Steven Spielberg. Yeah, the Daniels. The, the, Daniels, oh, the two Daniels. The Sorry, da- I don't yeah. want to discredit anybody. It's all good. Yeah. The, the Daniels, Daniels against uh, the Spielberg. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I mean, Tar is in this in this list is yes. nominated as well. Banshees mm. and Triangle of Sadness. I haven't seen those three t- films. Yeah, to be fair, but I think it's going to be between everything, everywhere, and the Fablemans, Spielberg and the Daniels. Damn. You know what? What's your pick? You want to see I, I, Spielberg I, get another? Or? I I think the Daniels might get it. I think the Daniels might get it. If they don't, then Academy really do be playing safe. Yeah, they you're really do right. be playing fucking safe. I love Fablemans, but like, come on. I think for film, the Daniels should get it. Yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once should get it. It's good for film. It's a it's a refreshing movie to watch. It, it was, it, it's different. It yeah. doesn't feel like you know a traditional film. And it's good for film if they yeah. win Best Director, I think. 100% agree. But I won't be pissed if Spielberg wins. No, because that's another good it's film. It's Spielberg, it's Fableman. That's the thing, too. It's like, it's, I can't say... That was his passion project. Yeah, exactly. I can't say any of these films are terrible because all of these films are really well w- received, and I do want to see them at some point. Me, too. Um, but yeah, totally agree there. Um, we got Best Original Screenplay. <laughs> 
Damn. Oh my god. Okay, best original screenplay. I think I I think I know which one this one's gonna be. Uh, what do you think? Everything everywhere. You like, think everything let's everywhere? Let's talk about original screenplays. Original. Everything everywhere all at once mm-hmm. is the most original screenplay. It's it's amazing. It has to win. Okay. Just That's for just for that, I'm doing Banshees. <laughs> You're doing Banshees. <laughs> I want I want to try something different. I think Banshees because like the screenplay itself was probably my favorite part of that movie. Um, performances as well, really great stuff. Uh, I'll probably talk more about it in like I don't know this thing called movies with Matt, but check <laughs> it out. Check it out, guys. I don't know. There's some guy. But, also uh, nominated yeah. is the Fablemans, yeah. Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. Yeah, yeah, for best original. Screen. And who knows? I mean, Triangle of Sadness has got a few nominations too. It might win that as well. It's true. And Tar as well. Yeah. Seems to be nominated for so many things. Mm-hmm. This one, I'm, I'm, I have, I have my feelings. Best adapted screenplay. <laughs> I mean, Woman Talking feels like an Oscar film. Yeah. Uh, Top Gun Maverick is on this list. Uh, Living, All Quiet on the Western Front, and Glass Onion. Can I be real honest? I was so fucking surprised when Glass Onion and Top Gun Maverick got nominated. Me too. I was I was like, what the fuck? I mean, I like Top Gun Maverick, but but best is that the screenplay? Like, I don't know. I think my bet is uh All Quiet on the Western Front. It's a war film. It's it's based that's, on that's from uh, the original film's a seventies film, right, or a sixties? No, it was uh, it was based off of a book in Germany in the thirties, and they made it into a film in the thirties, and then they remade it like I think twice. Oh, so it's it's gone through a couple of remakes. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. the one I've seen is the sixties, sixties or seventies, sixties or seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's my pick. I think All Quiet might get this one. Did that have a theatrical release, or did that go straight to Netflix? So it's Netflix, but they released it in select theaters. Oh, so because they have to. Because they have to. Academy. Uh, and, and that's what Glass Onion did. And luckily exactly. luckily enough, I was able to see Glass Onion in, in the theater for the week that it was mm-hmm. there. Same. Yeah. Do you think the Academy should change that? Or do you think they're gonna they're they're gonna have their hand forced to change that with more and more movies going straight to streaming services? It it might be the the other half yeah it might be like at some point they're just gonna give in Mm -hmm. because it's like come on who cares if it's a good film it's a good film get it nominated you know i feel that way but i also feel that whatever it takes to get more movies in theaters man because i love watching films in theaters and i do not want that to die that's fair that's totally fair so i'm kind of conflicted there like i think it's bullshit that you got to put your movie in for a week to be considered like yeah doesn't really make much sense. Absolutely. But also, I like that it's got to yeah. be in theaters because I want to watch it in theaters. Mm-hmm. What would your pick be for Best Adapted? Best Adapted, I'm going to say... I think it's going to be Women Talking is going to win. It okay. Just, it just it seems like an Oscar film. I do, like, I do like Sarah Pauly. She's mm-hmm. a really good director and actress. So I, I would not be like disappointed or anything like actually i wouldn't be disappointed for any of these i'd be so fucking surprised if glass on your top gun won i'd be surprised (laughs) i mean did top gun (laughs) did everything right yeah as far as adapting the screenplay to like action taking top gun (laughs) but it's an action film yeah they did all the action right true true um what's the next one on the list oh cinematography this one also we still haven't got to a single category that has the batman in it yet like what the fuck? 
If there was one <laughs> category that Batman should have gotten nominated Best for. Best cinematography. Yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah. That film is a masterpiece as far as shots. There's so many stills that I want framed in my home. Yeah. It's that kind of movie. Now, okay, we got we got Empire of Light, which the only reason that film is because Roger Deakins, great cinematographer, mm-hmm. great DP. I'm not going to lie, but nobody fucking saw that movie. Right. I'm sorry. Nobody saw that I'm movie. sorry. Um, got Tar, got Elvis, um, Bardo. I don't even know about Bardo. That's the, um, fuck, what's the director's name? I was going to say Inuritu, but, um, I could be completely incorrect. No, I am, uh, Alejandro Gonzalez Inuritu. That's his newest film on Netflix, which also got. Oh, a Netflix film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause he did, uh, he did that film with, I think he did another film with Netflix, but yeah, that got nominated as well as All Quiet. <sighs> What do you think is gonna win? Best cinematography, man. Where the fuck? <laughs> this can't... is this is the most like weird, confusing one in my opinion. I don't fucking know. Like, I guess, like, I guess All Quiet on the Western Front. War movies are usually. I, I haven't seen this adaptation, but yeah, uh, you know, war movies are usually pretty well shot and fo- focused on cinematography. So yeah, so maybe maybe that'll be the one. Elvis is a great film, but I don't yeah. know if the cinematography really stood out to me. I thought that there was some good shots in it. I I more noticed the editing of Elvis. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That was the standout, not yeah. the cinematography. Yeah. I'll say quiet on Western Front. Um and then getting into Best Editing. Best editing. Okay. I I think we can both agree everything everywhere all at once. Is uh yeah. It, but Top Gun Maverick had great editing too. It did. No, it it did. I I fully agree. The noms are Top Gun, Everything Everywhere, Elvis, Banshees, and Tar. I think yeah. it's between Top Gun and Everything Everywhere all at once. But I think yeah. I gotta go with Everything Everywhere all at once. Same. That editing is so chaotic in a perfect way. It's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I'll I'll take that. Yeah, and then um, for costume design, yeah, these are these are like the categories where it's like this film is really good at having this best costume design i gotta say elvis i mean it, it it felt like such a great um the way they capture those different periods of like right. you know the early 50s and the 60s the 70s and mm-hmm. the way the wardrobe and everything else kind of you know immerses mm-hmm. you in that world i think they did a great job with yeah i'll i'll change it up i'll say i'll say babylon i think babylon was pretty good they got that 20s aesthetic to it Got that nice... They always go for, like, that old-fashioned look. Oh, my gosh. We're running out of time, and we still haven't got to one category All right, that has I'm, Batman. Let's run through this. Let's do this. Best animated feature. It's got to be Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Ain't nothing else going to... Oh, maybe Puss in Boots? I'll take Puss... You, I'll, I'll say Puss in Boots. You'll say Pinocchio. Okay. Okay. There we go. That's my pick. All right. Production design. Production design. Uh, Didn't get to see Babylon. I'm going to go... Elvis? Like... Avatar does that count as production design? Like, it had some good production design. Yeah, yeah, sure. Do Avatar? I'll to me, it's like Avatar's the lock for the next category, best visual effects. Yeah, but uh, oh I'm yeah, g- same here. I'm doing visual effects for Avatar. Yeah, I'm gonna take uh, <laughs> I'm gonna take Elvis for best production design as well. All right, you do Elvis, I'll do Babylon, and then visual, best visual effects. We're gonna have to agree. Avatar. Avatar. It's a fucking like that. Yeah. Um, best makeup, makeup and hairstyling. Uh, the Batman is finally nominated. Fuck. I mean, it Colin took long Fa- enough. Colin Farrell looked good with his makeup. That was cool uh, with Penguin, but uh, shit, shit. I don't know. Elvis I'll take good. Batman. You I'm know gonna what? take Batman. Let, so let win Batman something. fucking win something. Yeah. Come on. We got best sound, which I take, Top Gun Maverick. I take Batman. 
No, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I take Top Gun Maverick. If there's one fucking category, the Top sound, Gun Maverick. Yeah, it's it's Top Gun Maverick. That's a lock. Oh. Best original score. Okay. Where the fuck is Batman for this one? Yeah, man? that's that's a bum, good score. Bum, bum, bum. That shit is iconic. Um fuck. Fableman's, it's John Williams. Is it John Williams? Yeah. Yeah, Fableman's is John Williams, right? Yeah, yeah let's go. Fableman's Give John another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Original song. What do we got? What do we got? Real original quick. song. Fuck, what? I haven't even... Why the fuck are there so many of these categories now all of a sudden? I'll go with that Rihanna song, Lift Me Up. She doesn't make music, so she made a song for Black Panther. Fair I'm enough. I'll take that, too. Give it to Rihanna. Best International Feature. Probably Quiet on the Restaurant Quiet, Front. That yeah. has gotten the most buzz. That's going to go. And Best Documentary Feature? I, ha- I, I haven't seen any of these. I wish I watched more documentaries in general. Me too. I feel like we got to make that a resolution for next year's Oscars. We watch some of these documentaries. Yeah. I'll, I'll at least say the documentaries, and then we can call it off there. Cool. So the uh, front runners for Best Documentary Feature are uh, Navalny, uh, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, uh, House Made of Splinters, uh, All That Breathes, and Fire of Love. You let us know in the comments if you've seen any of these, which ones we have to see. Um, and we're going to wrap it up here. Thank yeah. you for watching this episode of The Real Talk Podcast. Please leave a like and a comment and subscribe. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace out, y'all. Peace.